0: Yo, 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 it's G.I. Joe Berg, episode 294. My goodness, we are closing in on 300. If that even means anything. <laughs> my name is Steve. The title of this episode is Bug Hunting and the Thunderwave. That is a very mystifying title. It even mystified my fellow co-hosts. So, if you are in the dark, don't worry. Step inside. We'll uh, elucidate on it. But yes, as I say, my name is Steve. I'm joined, as always, by the usual suspects. It's Paul, Deadly Pencils.
1: card superior to Autobots. <laughs> What's up, everybody?
0: Well, there's a big hint right there. And the love and scoopful, it's Rob.
1: Thunder!
2: Doom! Wave! <laughs> Sorry, wave. Thunder wave. How's it? <laughs>
0: Rob, what is <laughs> the Thunderway? The shock!
2: <laughs> oh my God, I it's it's something absolutely crazy, and I think, as you said, uh, privately,
0: this is re- we're really getting a start you to like Dreadnoughts, Rob. <laughs> 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 you, of- all, all right, all right, let's let's put everyone out of their misery. Yes, today on GI Joe Joeberg, we are going to sink our teeth into the latest announcement that there is going to be another Transformers X GI Joe collaboration. The Thunder Machine and Sound Wave. Oh. We call it the Thunder Wave.
2: Sound
3: Machine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I see why you went to Thunder Wave. That's much cooler. It's a cool
1: artwork,
0: yeah. Both it's them, all right. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like them Not, not too I, I shabby at all. Uh, look, let me not downplay it. The the boxes the on the these things are amazing. Makes
2: perfect sense. I don't know why, but because like the coloring is just so spot on. Like the Thunder Machines, you know, blue and red. And then you know, Soundwave, blue and red. I mean, it it just—it makes so much sense.
0: I think it's—it's—it's really cool. Rob, my goodness, are you being won over by this collaboration? I thought you were the hardest to sell. Because let's 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 just put things in perspective. Out of the three of us, I'd say you and Paul are vying for biggest fanboys of Soundwave. However, Paul is also a fan of the Dreadnoughts. whereas you, Rob are not, but you Absolutely are in not. possession of the masterpiece sound wave, and Paul is not. So, mm, I don't right. know. I-, <laughs> <laughs> to, well, to, to, to. I, I do own a thunder machine too, so I mean, I can oh,
2: yes. I can smash this together if I wanted to. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Do do what we used to like imagine we were doing with our toys, anyways, and like have one robot in its transformed robot mode and then another in the vehicle mode and just kind of like squint her eyes and so then, much easier yeah so much easier because man oh man Transformers fans are a strange bunch because clearly their play must have had very little kineticism because every time you need to bloody well move from one mode to the next it's like pause stop the game I gotta transform my robot pause. transforming time <laughs> <laughs> But that was probably yeah. the the
2: highlight of, of the playtime was the transformation so i'm guessing is you're just waiting to be able to like change into the other mode I mean, it's like, um...
0: impossible. fuck a broken thumb <laughs> no, no no think about it rob it was you me justin and wesley perhaps and mm. between the four of us someone was always wanting to switch modes so yeah. the other three what do we do <laughs> just kind of blink at each just, other. And and wait. Wait we all kind of transformed and rolled out at the same time, but no, that's not how these things went. Someone wanted to be a helicopter, while the other one wanted to be the robot. So we wept. No one was ever in sync. It's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was an it's just transformation true. We just had the wrong
2: mindset, you know. I think, you know, if, if we had the right mindset, we could have had fantastic play times, just transforming all the time. Well, it's kind of like, like Power engines for? or something like that. Okay.
0: How did you play, Paul? We I did. Like uh, had... well,
1: I played, uh, so it was all David's Transformers because I had, like, one or two, like, G2. I think I had, I keep wanting to call him
0: Rotor, <coughs> but it's not Rotor. The rotor, blue helicopter. Rotor.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, Rotor Storm. So, rotor Storm. <gasps> Dude, yeah, What so a I had him. beautiful helicopter.
1: So when mm. I got him, I went over to David's place and I was like, oh, cool, they got Transformers back in the shops and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, they're not as good as the originals. And then he pulled out, like, Skull Cruncher and stuff. Anyway, we did start playing Transformers, but we would do it like transformation sequence, like Super Sentai or Tokusatsu kind of thing. So be like, my animal mode is not beating you. I will use my, and then he would transform into the robot, and then we'd like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like uh, I was just saying, like Power Rangers. You know, like we aren't powerful enough in our current form. We have to transform. God. So they oh, S- power.
0: together. Well, yeah, no, m- my recollection of our Transformers games were pretty scrappy. Like everyone was it was a free for all. We had bots yeah. up against vehicles and then switching, you know, switching roles basically. Like the jet that was attacking from the sky would become a robot and want to punch the Autobots and then the Autobot would drive, you know, transform into the and car drive and, away. Drive in and then smash the Decepticon. So yeah, it was it was messy, but it was always hampered by these kind of like Forced breaks getting back to Thunderwave. Thunder <laughs> this, no doubt, is a slightly higher price point. It, certainly, in Australia, it's uh, retailing a little bit higher than the other two. Though, I seem to recall the introductory prices of Megatron, and uh, well, obviously, Bumble, Bumble Striker and Mega Hiss have come down significantly in price. This is retailing at 200 Australian dollars at the moment on pre order. Um, And I I suspect it will come down, but it's easy to explain why. It's a more deluxe offering. You're getting two carded figures as opposed to just one. Mm -hmm. And I was comparing my Hiss Tank and my Thunder Machine today, and the Thunder Machine is a slightly more substantial lump of plastic, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's a bit longer. It's a little bit wider, and it's got more, I suppose, visual intrigue, more greeblies.
1: more Lord,
0: I want to <laughs> criticize now. Like, we cannot keep placing the sort of 1985 design team on a pedestal when they included something as frail as the Thunder Machine's front grille. Like, what mm. the hell were they smoking to think, out of the box, kids need to take this flimsy piece of blue plastic and bend it? Into place, oh, they trusted the, 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 the kids that
2: kids had you know parents that would help them. Even so, so,
0: it's impossible to not stress that plastic. Like it's a ridiculous design uh, feature. So, anyway, just quickly, on the, beefed on it the up thing. on the, the Thunderwave.
2: Yeah, it's much better so,
1: here. So, a quick update, like on the pricing as of today on Big Bad Toy Store, Transformers, or let's just call it the Mega Hiss, is going for eighty nine dollars. And Mm. this uh, is going for $99.99. So it's a whole $10 more than the Mega Hiss. But that that still makes sense because it's not that expensive if
2: you've been buying these. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, it still makes sense
2: for it to be slightly more expensive. I mean, there are two figures, a a, a cat. Um, Yeah, I I think it's, it's priced accurately to what they've released before in this range.
1: Yeah, because comparatively, um, leader class transformers or studio series transformers are uh, tend to go between forty and sixty dollars. I Whoa. think old yeah, I think the dino bots, the eighty six studio Bot stuff is about like sixty dollars, fifty-nine dollars.
2: Okay, so you're saying we are actually paying for the figures that they're not just in there. Yeah, we are paying for <laughs> you know, the figures, there's, definitely. There's 10, and, for you, $10 for you and and you know, ten dollars for you. Okay, the this real is the question idea, is. But... G.I. Joe
0: <laughs> podcast, and we're going to address the figures in at length, but Absolutely. let's let's talk about the bots first. There are not one, but two of them, and I just want to give my observations, and, and feel free to jump in as and when you guys want to, but mm-hmm. we're probably dealing with clicky-clacky plastic tires, which is a departure from the Thunder Machine, but that's, mm-hmm. I mean, rubber tires on a Transformer has, you know, that, that that's mythical. That's like G1 era. So... Kiss, kiss your rubber tires. Goodbye. I was very intrigued by the hinge, the apparent hinge on the chest of Soundwave. So that led me to say, I think off air to you guys, or maybe it was the uh, my Australian Joe Bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've reasoned that the, the chest probably opens up, which then led me to think, well, then surely Ravage transforms into a cassette tape. And, yes, it has been confirmed by a Hasbro Pulse press release that, yes, Ravage will convert into cassette mode. Oh, well, that's good.
2: You can't have a, a sound wave that doesn't have the ability to put at least a tape inside him. Well,
0: you it, say it that.
2: defeats <laughs> the point. Wait, no, they cannot have made a sound wave that doesn't do that. That's ridiculous.
0: No, you're probably right. Oh, look, there was that one that I think was a an actual MP3 player. So I think. Oh, okay. cool. Well then,
2: that,
1: that's you know, that's okay. I have a. But yeah, yeah even in the program. core
0: class, hey Paul, does that one accept tapes? Yes,
1: it's got a little tape. It's magical. <laughs> it I love this little guy. I'm so glad you brought him up. His little chest opens, and he's got a little. um It's laser beak. That's in oh, the oh, there. but I mean, it's not trans. It's in tape mode, but it's laser sure. beak because it's red. Because yeah, it's the it's size so cool. of
0: a chiclet. No, it's even smaller. Yeah, like it's a half the size a chicklet. No, Soundwave's is no. ready to stab a like, bit. You could swallow this thing
1: and not poop it out in robot mode is what I'm saying. But it's great. <laughs> Robert, it's you're referring slot. to the
0: fact that Soundwave comes with, like, fucking buoy knife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a bit that nice. huge.
2: But I like I'm... that they have incorporated all these weapons, stuff that is part of the Thunder Machine. You know, it's the rocket... Uh, uh, propulsion system, it's the Gatling guns on front, and then the bowie knife. That obviously always came with the Thunder Machine, obviously.
0: And what? Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't picking up I... what you were putting down. Guys, do you know that... Um, okay, I'm, the, this image is a bit zoomed out and I don't really have the capacity to zoom in on StreamYard, but inside the Thunder Machine thruster nozzle, the sort of mm. rear rear nozzle, they have included... The classic sound wave little, um, what would you call them? Like rocket protrusions, little rockets, like little studs yeah. That, yeah. that evoke his G1, I don't know, rocket pod, whatever yeah. you'd call that, that shoulder cannon. That's cool. What is yeah, it's like, slightly less cool is the mushroom peg the sticking out in the middle. Yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. Name. It's like the that.
2: only way they could figure
1: out how to attach that on there i
0: mean it's a different like, color so of course we have to pop it on there
2: like
1: this yeah but they could have designed that a little bit better that's they could have you know, done such better. a much better job
0: but apparently uh, i will the, never get on side with a robot's a robot car's uh seating becoming his mm-hmm. feet seat feet <laughs> are lame it destroys lame. disbelief because is that is that a padded cushioned seat I guess he's where. He's oh God, that's feet.
2: going to be so uncomfortable when you when he transforms back and he's be like trot, trudging around, you know, through the countryside, no, just... and then you sit yeah. on that seat and you're like, oh God, Soundwave, what have you been going through?
0: It's made For worse me? by the fact that like the look of having yeah. red, like high heels. I can't get my. <laughs> I can't get okay, past so that. Okay, so I feel tuck, like tuck, that's. Tuck.
1: That's where <laughs> I feel like I need to put in my two cents because Ooh, generally I also six. hate I hate seat feet oh. as well. Generally, I'll make an exception for Soundwave because it's Soundwave and it's a Thunder Machine. Um, even though in my head, every time he walks around somewhere, it's going to be like, wee, 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 wee you know, <laughs> as the seat like flexes under him. But as a Gundam fan and as a long-time, run- uh, longtime Mecha fan, I'm very used to like high heels on a Mech design. Mm. Um, it's something that like, until Steven actually pointed it out, I didn't notice. I noticed they were seats, and I was like, mm. but when he pointed out that they were high heels, I was like, oh, yeah, they are. But then a lot of my favorite Gundam kits have that, like the Zeta yeah. Gundam. Yeah, f- kind of like a mech kind of the... fan perspective, so, it, it's not that much of a In its issue.
0: defense, though, it yeah. does yeah. kind of look more like a chameleon's feet, because it's got yeah. that sort of clawed front end and then the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, in essence, he is Zartan's chameleon. See what did mm-hmm. there? oh <laughs> whoa. yeah yeah no. and, should we talk about the a cool secret
1: feature well oh, yeah no. just before we but, jump wow. in there's a cool wow. little secret feature that i quite uh dig well one thing on the vehicle mode actually as well is mm. because i've got core cool sound wave i can put core cool sound wave into thunderwave. wave <laughs> <laughs> no exception is that right boom um, i also love pretty. that the there's some cool painted details on here so like the mm. lights are painted which is they're all nice painted seat.
0: these aren't stickers mm. what you were seeing the cobra symbol the stars on the side the the dreadnought symbol the headlights all paint apps yeah very someone cool. in
2: china meticulously painted that on there for you.
0: <laughs> cute
1: it's just cool because those things are missing on the thunder machine namely the weird bubble thing you know the little yellow bubble there i'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure what that's meant slides. to be me um, we <laughs> I always thought it was some kind of weird optics thing
0: but well yeah. the classic car has a sort of a small sticker yellow sticker dot that goes mm. in the center of that that gumball mm. which also it, it's also a mystery to me like what does that denote but then with thunderwave they've gone and painted the whole bell yellow which also mystifies me like what is it trying to emulate It it is a bit of a visual distraction, but like, you know, we're looking at digital renders right now. So everything's super vivid. Um, It probably will be a little bit duller and less. Maybe the blueprints will tell us. Stand out. Yeah. Well, feel free to flick onto 3D Joes, guys, if you want to do that in the background. I'm going to keep jawing away. Um, It's interesting (laughs) to me that, so there are attachment points on the front of the cab on the classic vehicle into which the roll bar is inserted. On this, because it's a Transformer, obviously there's this sort of hinges that are at play. So the roll bar no longer inserts into those points. However, they've decided to keep the holes. At least on this render, it's still got the holes that accept the roll bar. So that's, that's, that's a bit of a slavish adherence to the original when it didn't have to be. I mean, unless there's a screw that goes in there, those holes could have been easily filled in. That jumped out at me.
3: Hmm. But the authentic
0: battle damage on the grill of the is it an IROC? The Camaro? The the, the car that's the that that lends its front um facades to the Thunder Machine, those sort oh, of dings that. are are nicely repli- replicated on the toy. It's great. Should we talk about the figures, boys? Yeah, let's Hell get into yeah. the
1: toys. Because I think it. the Thunder Machine rendering is pretty good. It's just the, the oh, Fisher-Price yeah. front girl is a bit much for me, to be fair. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I'm mostly going to keep it in robot ones... mode.
0: It's too so, fine. Those grills yeah. are way too thin. So I'm I'm, yeah, I'm okay with them.
1: Yeah, I don't hold that against them either. I think, like, that's the best way to go, unless they made it, like, thin and metal or something, and that would have been mm. ridiculous. So
0: It'll probably yeah. look a little bit less Lego in the flesh. I think we're looking at the renders and we're like, oh, that's Mm. that's a cow catcher. But Um, in
1: robot mode, it's gonna look great because it does.
0: mm. So great head sculpt. Once again, like I'm really enjoying these crossovers for really nailing the 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 character, the the face, the the what do they call it, the portrait of the bots. (laughs) Like from the neck down, it might be a free-for-all. Certainly in the case of um the bumble striker, like that does not look like Bumblebee. But the head does. Soundwave's head is, once again, just a work of art, man. That is the ultimate Decepticon face. It's like... I a, wonder if you know,
2: someone... Face. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it looks oh, like... It is, it it is the Decepticon someone... symbol, just, like, made into a bot, almost.
2: I wonder if someone has replaced uh Bumblebee's head with Hound's head. Because it would be so easy to do. Because, I mean, isn't, like, Bumblebee's like head alternator... the, only, the only part of it that's yellow?
0: No. Unfortunately, there's a yellow peeking out to the back. Like his chest ah. brings out a bit of yellow. Okay. So you can't just mm. make him into Hound. Damn. Hey, customizers are pretty handy with paints. If you can do ahead, before you do the paint. action
2: figure, uh, mm. according to the blueprints, that that weird yellow thing is an infrared target acquisition scanner, according to there the blueprint. Yeah, I so that has some acquire targets for the, the Gatling gun in front.
0: <laughs> well, now it looks like a kernel of corn because it's just all <laughs> yellow. It's this yellow bulb, so I, I don't know if I buy that. I would have preferred it to still be a little spotted. Infrared,
2: there. it's helping. I them think I'm tra- gonna paint mine. Do no. it, painted red.
0: No, I'll just I paint. gleaned I'll do like some information. Mm. I
2: Ooh. gleaned some
0: information from the uh, the unveiling of this, which happened on the kind of the last um, Emily and Lenny and the Transformers dude. Um, pre-recorded video for Yojo June, Mm. And one of the details that we got out of that was kind of mentioned in passing when they were discussing the future of these Zorana and Zartan molds was the Transformers guy he said, yeah, these guys don't color change. So maybe a future release would color change. But that's beside the point. These ones don't have any color change feature. Mm hmm Mm.
2: that's quite a that, that, that's quite a knock
1: <laughs> i wonder if um so
0: cool Rob so cool
1: i wonder if Zartan's uh leg pads will come uh, will be removable
2: no of course not there
1: was
2: it no they won't it's molded now i'm sure
1: and curious if uh, we'll be able to disassemble the upper torso if they will also slavishly follow the original and, and seal them surely not I'm I'm guessing they won't. It would be stupid, but then you know you, you never know. <laughs> I also see that made Zaranna's backpack black. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't It's previously weird made. choice. So um, yeah. the
2: accessories for Zartan, it's it's a gun and it's Ravage. Is that it? Does yeah. it come with more accessories? R- really? That's I, it. He doesn't come backpack. with his cool backpack with the with the jeans. Oh yeah, it's got Jesus' face. Yeah. But mm-hmm. oh, does he still? Okay, so he does come with all these original accessories. <laughs>
1: I hope Steve shows the back of the robot mode at some point in this podcast. <laughs> but you're gonna have oh. to because there's an interesting yeah. talking point about Saranna. So.
0: Okay, well there oh, we That's go. cool, he's wearing um,
2: the Jesus face in this shot.
0: Exactly. <laughs> he he's gonna need the power of Christ to protect him from the <laughs> <turbine. laughs> <laughs> He looks so awkward, like <laughs> Okay, so Saranna. New face sculpt. She's got her Mm -hmm. version 2 hair piece. Uh, By that, I mean the no earrings version hair. But most interestingly of all, she does not share parts with Zartan's arms anymore. She's got her own upper arms. And this time, Mm. they are bare. And you can see a tattoo. Very nice. The tattoo is
1: nice, but I don't know if it's worth losing those cool arms.
0: If you already own a
1: Zorana.
0: Well, yes, if you already own a Zorana, you're not losing anything. However, you're gaining something, a bit of a throwback to an earlier time with this Zorana because Mm -hmm. her pre-production, the artwork by Ron, Ron Rudate. I can't see it because of the picture. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> her, her pre-production had the dragon tattoo. This is courtesy, courtesy of Carson Metaxas of 3D Joes. And ah. this is something that he made us aware of at JoeCon 2018. Mm. Oh, man, I'm having trouble scrolling around. Okay, there we go. It's, it's
1: gorgeous. That's I also do, do, do prefer... yeah,
0: hey. Her pre-production artwork um, not only had a dragon tattoo, but it looks like she's got uh, her nipples showing through her blouse.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Don't okay pray. the
0: resolution ain't so great but uh, that's, that looks no, like a little bit just of a bump trying to see Potato things,
1: your brain uh, also like down a down. small detail but it's ca- something that matters to me is mm. I hate that she's got stockings that show through her jeans
0: oh, or, I,
1: I think hate is a strong word I that always felt strong. it shouldn't be that um, mm-hmm. I always felt it was meant to be bare flesh and that the pink in the artwork was always like a what's the word I'm looking for
2: a mistake. It, it was mis- it was covering mistake. up some flesh. It was it was yeah. uh,
0: making your toy a little bit less risque because Zorana yeah. in her original artwork, yeah, that is an enormous tear out of her jeans. That's showing a lot of flesh. However, if you happen to own the twenty, the two thousand and five comic pack Zorana, you can do an easy leg swap and then you've got the exposed flesh. So nice. Yeah, there you Expose go. Expose her. Nice. Service. <laughs> yeah man I, I remember it was yeah Carson told us about that I think I wish I could remember who it was but someone gave us the live the adventure board game no and ways. the artwork oh it was it was our buddy who's oh hmm, I'm blanking on the name but it'll count to me later Um he's probably listening to this right now my apologies so I'll be shouting get at hold you of why can not you remember me because <laughs> we haven't chatted in years it feels like but yes mm. i'll um, i'll look that up anyways the live the adventure board game um has the original zorana artwork gorgeous and carson was like hey nice pickup that's uh, the OG. <laughs> that's how she should be represented but the the plastic stepped away from the precipice there
1: also, a cool thing that they did on the SDCC, the Comic-Con uh, exclusive Modern Era Serena, is mm-hmm. the pink version also still has the stocking there, which is what it is. But then the Cold Slither, the black version, has uh, fishnets in that space, which I think Very then makes it much cooler again. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Not that I've ever taken so my the, the figures, but,
2: they're not yeah. mind-blowing. They're not inoffensive. They're just figures that come with the the vehicle we're, we're not unhappy with the with the figures is what i'm kind of getting from you guys
1: yeah they're yeah. they're cool yeah, I, yeah. i'm happy it's with nice them.
2: and it's it's a good inclusion but what do you think of like uh-huh. the the mindset of having Soundwave be a dreadnought a vehicle yeah i'm done with that does that fit does it fit for you sound wave working with the dreadnoughts
0: I'm most curious to hear your answer to that question, Rob. <laughs> how, how do you reconcile the most surgical, most clinical, most robotic of all cybertronians with this ragtag bunch, this unruly group of swamp dwellers
2: it it's It's difficult. I mean I like when I first saw it, I was like, this is very weird. Um, I like that the, the colors match, but the characters don't feel like they mesh together. It's just a weird um, team-up, as it were. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. I mean, I, these things don't come with, like, little blurbs and stuff, do
1: they? Do they? No, sadly not.
0: No, nothing at it all. It's all up to us to figure it out. Um, mm, the press release has some information. I can see if I can find that from Hasbro Post. For oh, me, yes.
1: I, just, I just like having the Decepticons' most loyal member, spying on the dreadnoughts who are arguably the cobra's most uh (laughs) non-loyal faction.
2: so you Um, think this is this is um megatron trying to ensure that the
1: dreadnoughts stay in line yeah and specifically Mm -hmm. megatron making sure that the dreadnoughts stay in line not not cobra commander um and also like soundwave is also kind of spying on cobra commander because of all the dealings that uh would do so that's, that's, that's what makes sense for me. Um, also, and, and this is kind of like, I don't think this was intended in the design at all, but it's kind of interesting. Don't you think it's cool that the Thunder Machine is so Cobra colored that when it's in Sound Wave mode, he looks like a Cobra officer. he has got that, that is, vibe to him. That is kind of cool. I like that a lot. It replete with the yellow, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so... Yeah, so I I kind of love that like Soundwave is in a weird way like the most ultimate Cobra officer. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. and that is a great question that just came through from Gary on our. Whoa, show. I love this. Uh, the real question is: Is Ravage a Cold Slither cassette? Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be, dude. Be, on repeat. So this is
0: a premeditated response. It just came to me while I was listening to you guys. And that's the mm. fact that he's not packaged with two dreadnoughts. Thrasher and Buzzer or Thrasher and Monkey Wrench aren't the included figures. They rolled heavy with the ultimate spies of Cobra, Zlatan mm. and Zorana. So mm. it is like super spy sound wave with the super spies of the G.I. Joe universe. The Z kids.
1: That's cool, actually. <laughs> so I know, the Z Force. <laughs> he just
0: happens to be in a dreadnought vehicle mode, but that's mm. to better blend in with, you know, the local denizens. But he's actually on a very top secret mission that uh, only Zartan and Zorana know about. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the perfect marriage of the the, the super spies. Basically, so, and who's yeah, the most it, it sneakiest does... of all? It's got to be Ravage. My God, he's articulated, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he ball jointed, um, beautiful upper joints <laughs> and uh, swivel lower joints, and then swivel at the ankles. Amazing. Yes, like be.
1: the little pause there. But now, now that you pointed that love... out, mm. yeah, mm. Rob, no? mm. Robbie, go for it. Bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that you pointed that out, it does make more sense. Like he comes with. He comes with Dreadnoughts, but they're Dreadnoughts adjacent. You know, he's the, mm. the Dreadnoughts, but they're not the wild,
0: unruly Dreadnoughts.
2: So that, that, that does actually make it make more sense.
0: The Dreadnoughts are Zortan's penchmen, but they also serve as his subterfuge. Because mm. of these clowns that he surrounds himself with, perhaps people don't realize exactly how deadly their leader is. Yeah, and so people do not realize how flippin' deadly that vehicle parked out back behind the shed and the not just for the driver the, the cassette tape <laughs> inside it, or you know, like beneath that hood, beats the hearts of a very, very dangerous Decepticon. Mm. Hell
1: yeah! All Hell a,
0: So, is that a three GI Joeburg members uh, purchase? Uh, for be, me, yes, definitely. That will be a first. Definitely,
2: Paul's getting it. <laughs> yeah. Rob, do you want one? I'm thinking about it. I think it, it looks awesome, um, and it would be nice really to finally own a Zartan. It. I think that would be mm-hmm. kind of cool.
0: Well, put it on the Christmas list because um, things have a tendency of arriving in Australia a little bit early. Ooh! So if I see it, maybe You'll I'll definitely make grab it yourself turn.
1: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do 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 do. do, do.
0: Father Christmas, it doesn't, doesn't have a white beard. Just and, and,
1: and a white uh, beard and a grey beard. <laughs> and guys, a just bit before of salt we caught, my pepper. <laughs> <laughs> before we cartwheel out of this topic into the next, um, does do you guys have an issue with uh, Ravage being blue? Nah,
2: it's mm. it's appropriate to the color scheme that, that they got going. I didn't even think about it. I I, I had forgotten that he was originally pink. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a troll um, only now <laughs> that you've you, mentioned Roy. it does it bother yeah. me but this does serve to differentiate it from the SDCC release of Ravage which did not transform Yeah, this I think makes use of the same chain I mean it would be stupid of them to remold the chain that's, that's neither yeah. here nor there but the, the bot itself is a completely new build so maybe it's to divorce him from that maybe they're going to do the Some same kind of thing ravage later. in black later in like a tape pack, so you Maybe get, we'll black get a beak and
1: rumble and stuff as there well. There you and, go. and all that. So,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: would be great. Amazing. Um, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Cool. I think okay. my last
0: question to you gents is Is this the final, is this the swan song of the Transformers X GI Joe experiment, or is this a positive sign of more in the pipeline?
1: I'm gonna say it is because every time we say it is, they release a new one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm to
0: cheat the, <laughs> the words from on high, Emily, um, head of GI Joe marketing, is that the O-ring GI Joe line is at rest, which is corporate speak for saying <laughs> don't expect any any more action. That's um, sad.
2: The- I mean. Th- they've hit I, I think they've with all three of them they've done something really cool with all three. Yes, they kind of there was you know um I suppose like stumbling blocks with the first one um, you know with um, compatib- compatibility and stuff. But I think in general they've done a really good job in in creating GI Joe vehicles that are transformers. and why stop now? keep going but it I... the, mo- the amount of time between each release is quite long. So I don't, I don't see how you could get keep getting steam going with these things and get keep getting keep getting people to buy them. I guess. I think. Interest in them.
1: I think Steve's right in that that is definitely marketing speak for for um, we're putting it, you know, we're shutting that putting a down. Pen in it. But also, there's the whole end of the Transformers movie um, credit, the post-credit scene oh, of oh, a movie yeah. I haven't seen yet, oh, and yeah. something tells me. That we've got all of these transformers. We've got Megatron, we've got the Mega His, we've got Bubble yeah. Striker, and we've got the Thunder Wave. But no, <laughs> very Optim- nice. You heard it here Optimus. on GI Burg. <laughs> so, like, we don't have any Optum Havoc,
0: <laughs> Havoc Prime. Um, so... It feels like that's what this is leading up to. They started yeah. strong with Megatron. We've now gotten two very important supporting characters. Where's Prime? They've got to yeah. be yeah. prime. It's, it has
2: to be a, at least a fourth one. I mean, to round it
0: out, there has I to be at least a prime. Designed. Yeah. If you if you're doing any Transformers line, you start with Prime. Exactly. So. Yeah, they went
2: with the bad guy first, Megatron. So, so I think
1: odd. so. I think we're not going to see the end of this line, mm-hmm. um, but rather we're going to see kind of. I, I've got a feeling we might see these same vehicles re-released with, like, a more modern era-style figure to go with them Whoa. when the movies come out, when the, when the G.I. Joe Transformer movie comes out. And that will come out with uh, with Optimus, because I'm pretty sure they've designed an Optimus, and he's somewhere there in the archive. And Whoa. they well, we started this, this,
0: with Optimus, <clears throat>
1: and, and sure they were they like, have. we
0: need to build to this, because Optimus yeah. Prime is so transforming cool. into a whale. That's that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, into (laughs) flags. We'll just Kickstarter it.
2: Cool. Well, we'll continue this conversation in 2027 or whenever that movie comes out.
1: Yeah. Uh, If there's still a world by that point. Well, (laughs) I mean, you know,
2: trans. Well, trans. Okay. Yeah.
0: No. Please. No.
2: You ruined my transition. <laughs> I was say, you know, this transform has been so popular, you know. I mean it's just such a popular thing. Of course, I'm sure we can, you know, we, we keep we keep this thing rolling and keep going. Other things that have been quite popular recently.
0: <laughs> for our latest me.
2: video that we put out. Yes,
3: but
0: now it's No, it's it's on. Oh, it's okay. on. So, last People weekend we released a Play Motion uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, since Red Glare, in fact. Um, it was entitled Bug Hunting, Bug Hunting, Bug Hunt, (laughs) which is, of course, (laughs) a nod to aliens. Um, it's gonna be a standard fight, sir, or another bug hunt. hunt. Uh, Secure uh, that shit, Hudson. uh, Thanks, Apon. Um, but it features the Cobra Bug, which is. A personal favourite of all three of us, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Paul yeah. had one growing up. Rob and I had one growing up, and if it I saw a it. lot of action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so that I felt it was—it was, was GI Joeberg's mission to <laughs> place this thing fairly in everyone's crosshairs and show it off for what it truly is—a submersible craft. Put it beneath the waves, as only we can do. Yeah, and the response has been. Very warm. Um, to put it in perspective, like typically a play motion from us does maybe two and a half thousand views before it really bottoms out. This one within its first week exceeded 10,000 views, which in our very nichey, geeky <laughs> little uh, content creation um, corner, is amazing numbers. Um, and I'm wondering what the hell we did differently. we featured the bug that you know people are all secret fans of the bug that's what's going on here
2: maybe it's also the length of the episode
0: well these are these are healthy length episodes for youtube like this kind of concept could be teased out into a 22 minutes cartoon length but the youtube viewership is a fickle one people want to sit down and consume a, a couple of videos before they have to clock back on so mm-hmm. 12 minutes length is pretty optimal. Um, I, I'm going to answer my own question and say the difference and something that is a bit of a watershed moment in Geo-Jobo play motions, and maybe we'll never be able to step back from is this what? has actual sound design. It's not just <sighs> my mouth and a microphone. Dustin Cordish, who is a play motion extraordinaire himself, check out his channel and his films. In fact, I'll put the link in the description below. Mm-hmm. He was tasked with scoring or soundtracking this, adding the sound effects, the soundscape, as it were. And he exceeded, I think, my expectations big time. He went above and beyond the ambit of the job of just putting in, you know, the odd machine gun and ricochet and engine noise. Like, it is a full soundscape. It's a living that...
2: world. Like, every frame, you know, every it's... scene falls alive.
0: It takes cognizance of when the bug is above water when it dips below the water it's got three dimensionality to it dustin has done an excellent job and as i say, this this work kind of stands on the shoulders of his work he put in the time um so before we get into the nuts and bolts of this thing i just need to add a massive thank you to dustin and his his work but that's enough gabbing from me gentlemen you were essentially what? the audience for this so as bug Whoa. appreciators
1: what did you think bug us about it oh <laughs> dude what it's the, okay well i mean like okay so um okay. firstly this opening scene that is being shown now on the youtubes um but the opening ah, scene for bug Hunt ah. is awesome <laughs> cool, i love it absolutely ah. love the shot i feel like the it, it definitely bends the mind when it comes to the scale and things like that. It really tricks the viewer into fully believing the scene.
0: <coughs> and this I is have a scene to, between I, shipwreck and keel Hall. and Kiel I don't Hall. want to do a commentary necessarily, Paul. So, no, you no, know, I, I hear you. Ignore the oh. visuals, but my <laughs> we'll do a commentary is that eventually.
1: But this was a favorite scene <laughs> of mine, so that's oh. it's cool that it's like playing out because you know, Movement we typically motion. don't do. In G.I. Joe Berg's uh, Play Motions, we typically don't do drawn-out dialogue, okay? Steven likes action beats, and he likes beats to to move. And so for this to be quite a long, let's call it a dialogue scene, it's a very interesting and fun dialogue scene to check out. So I really, really enjoyed that. I also feel that the magic behind this, and maybe I'm crazy here, but I feel the magic behind this episode is not so much in... uh, like where we've done other uh, other episodes where we've all labored at some point to do certain things. This episode was very much, and Steve, this is by your admission, was shot in between everything else that you were doing in your life at the time. So it's like little bits here, little bits there. And, you know, you just kind of had to accept the stuff that you had shot. And I feel like that's the magic. Because I feel like when we overthink some of the stuff, it doesn't, like, it. it looks great. But I sometimes feel like the energy is lost. Uh, and I can only say that now because of something like the bug. Like all of these, all of the underwater shots that happen in there are just so great. And the cinematography is so great there that it really wins me over. Plus, it doesn't hurt that um, we did go back and forth a bit on the script. I mean, we went a bit loose on the script. <laughs> Steve sends me, yeah. no me is the cheap gag,
0: man. I love a cheap gag. Well, you want to fill your script with some zingers. You kick it over to Paul Loebshire. You know, I'll do all the kind of the straight stuff—the explanation, the exposition, the, the technical speak. But when it comes to writing a good punchline, Paul's the man.
1: Oh, thank you, dude. I that's that's always cool to hear. I appreciate that. It also and bumps think...
0: us up into a PG category because yeah, well, have oh, been, been one or two comments. One or two comments saying like, "I thought this was safe to show my kids." And then there was that line at whatever it was, six minutes 42. But mm.
1: well, whatever, like, like their kids don't, I mean, it's like what, like <laughs> their kids don't watch TV, like what it is. <laughs> um, something I do want to say about, about scripting, uh, and I'm not going, I'm not saying like, I'm this amazing script writer or anything. I'm by no means am I that.
2: Well, he's saying he's an amazing script writer. Guys. But,
1: but that is persia, something persia. that has been jumping out at me a lot recently. Um, in the last few years with films, uh, especially having been in the production side of like animation and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to name drop this um, because I don't want to be controversial, but there was a film festival done in South Africa recently with a couple of short films. And even though they were visually impressive and they were beautiful to watch, um, the scripting was naff as all shit. And that really hurts it. So, like, it, you can have the best visuals ever, but if the dialogue is kind of not fun and not energetic, um, it loses something. And, and so that's one thing I feel like with this one that kind of came out quite nicely is that the scripting came out quite nicely. And that's not just me. That's Stephen and myself, like, you know, going back and forth on things but I really like the scripting on this and not just this one, but all the GI Joe book stuff. I've always felt we've had pretty fun scripting. You know, the fact that people quoted in comments, the uh, comments is proof of that. And so that's always been a happy accident and something that I feel this specific one does well. I mean, when we got people commenting going, I thought this was PG and my kids can't watch it because of that line. Well, that's great because that line hit, you know, that worked, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, a, because dudes at this film festival, there were jokes being thrown in some of these episodes, and they—they they landed, they just fell flat. It was just like, "Here's a joke," and everybody's like, "Oh, shut! Don't catch that." <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so anyway, a uh, little bit of patting there for for us um, moving along. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Rob, what are your thoughts, man? Like, because I you know enjoyed you... being
2: controversial.
1: Oh my God, Paul! This is
2: <laughs> <clears> our <throat> content is meant for everyone. Kids, adults, grandparents, they should all be able to enjoy it without feeling threatened by t- t- lions that attack them.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, well, Rob, no I really one has accompanied it. me on these shoots more than you have. So you know oh, how children. arduous these things can sometimes be. In fact, all these locations, I think you've been to. except maybe I've maybe been to maybe one of those locations. Um, Not the Hermanus I've never accompanied you guys to Hermanus. Mm.
2: Never, never. But well, um, the, the significance
0: of Romanus, if I may just just add oh, that into do. the mix, is yeah, this is my like... childhood bug, and it's being played with in the same lagoon, in the same uh, rock pool, as I played with it as a child on my family vacation. So it has enormous nostalgic significance for me to, to go back to that same spot this time. 50 years later and play with my toy, yeah. my same toy. Yeah,
2: Reenact something from your childhood for, for the, you know, the interwebs as it were.
0: And myself, my own poster. This is, this is Musenberg, this... by the way.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to actually ask, isn't this Musenberg? Because uh, I've been well, there and I recognize some of that. So
0: here's a peek behind the magic of the, the filmmaking. You never see the bug and the whale in the same space because they were shot on different days in completely different locations. This is the limitation of having to do this on my own. Sadly, I mean, there's the height of the Christmas period. Paul had gone home. Rob, you were probably with family. Like, there was no ways I could kind of... And also, I was very much under the pump of family obligations. So, like, literally, if I could sneak 45 minutes of the family beach day to tear off to a rock pool and do this, I would have to. It, there was no ways I could call in a friend. There was n- no scope for that kind of planning. So the the trade-off is you never see the two vehicles in the same frame, which is... And
1: there, I think, is some of the magic. Really? Magic. Yeah, do you agree, Rob? I, feel, I, feel, I, I I would
2: love to see them fighting each other. But, I mean, the thing is, like, through editing, you don't even realize. But yeah, I was going to say
1: it's got the jaws effect man it's like you don't see the shark you feel the shark's presence mm. i feel like that is in here like you you know you've got this great shot you have got some amazing shots of the whale doing its thing and now you don't have the bug to distract it you just know stuff's going down it tells a story it gives the view it uh, fills the viewer's imagination with something whether they are aware of it or not and then when you've got the bug going in here then you know that stuff's going on above it I just, that's how I felt it was. Maybe I'm just too lenient on things like that. But for me, that that was the the part of the magic is that you don't see them in the same scene. Uh, Perhaps if they were in the same scene, I know it would have been done magically and I'd be proven wrong, but that's just something. I also, and this is a complete side note, but there's a great little um, feature. If you guys watch this uh, video, there's a great feature to the bug. That's kind of, it's, Secret feature, and Steve shows it off beautifully in this play motion, is when you submerge uh, submerge the bug under the water and then you let it go and it kind of comes up naturally and it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't list. It's it's really cool to see it like coming up to the surface.
0: That your, your I, bug I, rolls onto its back, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, filming, filming the review with your one, and I was like, Why, why does it keep rolling over? Bloody hell. So So let the water in somehow. This is sort of in an awkward position. Gotta fix it. Yeah. Fortunately, my childhood one does do this very magical, like realistic rise to the surface.
2: What's the Action Force
0: European version? It's from Greece. Yes. They made them better in Greece. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Oh, by the way, I decided to make the Wales Beauforts sort of big Mm. guns. Depth charge launches because I cribbed that from Avatar Two: Way of Water. I thought that was the right. coolest idea to have these these cannons that would fire depth charges over distance and then bring them down on your um, your opponent. It's pretty which smart. is it's kind of cooler than having to like directly sail over the target area, and also allows me the shorthand of like kind of doing these things remotely not have them kind of intersect. Ah, yeah. Something
1: um also uh, Steve, I don't know how much you want us to go behind the scenes with this, but uh, Oh, all the when, way if you don't know anecdotes, oh,
0: please now as you're When we were
1: doing this so so when we started the scripting for this, um and Steve had basically just said like this is kind of what's going down. Uh would you mind coming up with some like spice for the script and stuff? And 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 at that point there was like no script. I just, like, throw out some ideas, whatever's blue sky. So I had this completely <laughs> different vision of how this was going down. Um, hmm. And What did you expect had,
0: was the storyline, story Paul?
1: So for me, it was this whole, like, they were looking for the bug. So I was expecting these longer moments of quiet where it was very character-driven, like very, um, you know, these guys are getting a little bit annoyed. Kind of again, like Jaws, they're looking for the shark, and so they these personalities are kind of uh, you know meshing a little bit. And then uh, when it got to the actual bug, uh, in my mind somehow, I imagined that the team managed to get into the bug. And
0: Whoa. Um, talk about fighting in tight spaces.
1: Yeah, Jeez. and so there was this whole like, yeah, well they managed to get the bug, and then. There was like this whole fight and then yeah there was a bunch of stuff and I'm hoping in a future episode we can actually um you know do a proper commentary and maybe like maybe as a bonus uh throw off the the original script to the patreons or something like that <laughs> um or maybe keep it uh, you know for future things that we want to do uh but yeah it was it was so funny because like Steve comes back and he's like well, and I'm, I'm misquoting him now, but like, it's kind of like, okay, but I've already shot a lot of the footage, <laughs> so this is not going to work. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so then as the script started fleshing out, I could start adding things. And um, then we had quite a bit of back and forth about uh, Mara as well, which was pretty cool. Uh,
0: this is the yeah. direct result of watching Mike the Hunters play motions and how he didn't just kind of end after the action resolved he would have a denouement with the good guys and the bad guys. And it just served to cap off the film, it gave it a very filmic quality. This wasn't just toys being smashed together. This was a narrative that had a, a start, a middle and an ending. Okay, we didn't focus on the bad guys, but well, I suppose the, the, the bug commander did have his, his moment um, as he cackles and leaves. But we close out on a moment with Shipwreck and that just gave rise to like, okay, Shipwreck's going to be letting someone know that he succeeded in his mission. Is it going to be the Admiral? Uh, boring. Let's work in Shipwreck's clandestine love interest, mm. um, which is fun because she's a Cobra operative and could possibly have been responsible for tipping the Joes off as to where the bug would be. So, yeah, it, if you think about it as a straight-up fight between these two opponents, it wasn't. Shipwreck, he cheated.
1: Yeah, but that, that that's how it should be. He, yeah. he does cheated cards. <laughs> that's how it should be played. Yep. Um, I remember a while back uh, when I'd gotten my Tiger Force Shipwreck around that time. I was thinking of ideas for like how to incorporate him into the story and all this stuff. And uh, for me, the idea of a phone boost was kind of a big thing as well. Like he, was, he had a handler and we didn't know who the handler was and he was being told to like do this and do that and the next thing and i like the idea and steve i think i've discussed this with you i like the idea of it being we weren't really sure if shipwreck was doing stuff for the good or the bad guys Hmm. at the time and you know and then just to like juice it up a little bit i did want hawk involved somehow and then we we recently covered that um, awesome issue of um man the october god in the yeah, six and seven where hawk is also doing that kind of shit and i was like ah, oh, yeah that could have that could work and yeah then so this this the whole phone booth thing it's quite cool because Steve and i never discussed this original idea this was all post you know like a lot of our discussions about the phone booth and things came after you had shot a lot of stuff and it was interesting to see how you and i were on the same psychic plane <laughs> because the phone booth thing is such a great idea, and it really rings true to me uh, in a big way, pun intended,
0: by the way. Um, I've always liked the idea put forth by the cartoon, actually, that the G.I. Joe versus Cobra struggle does not happen in a world like ours. It happens in this kind of cartoon existence where nations are not as clearly defined. There are entire parts of the world that can be completely Cobra-controlled, like a Cobra-controlled nation or city, even past within the same geographical location as the United States. So there's kind of like a land border between, you know, you're now leaving American territory and head- entering into like Cobra-held territory. It goes deeper than just Springfield. Cobra doesn't have to be covert about it. They can be overt about it. They can have recruitment stations and like Officers' bars, and like it's all very patently bad place for a GI Joe to find themselves. And Shipwreck is the kind of guy that can kind of slip in and out of these spaces because he's yeah. not, he's, he's chaotic, good. He's kind of able to do what is necessary for the mission and, so and be low. a bit of a. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep coming yeah. back to it, but like I've really. Uh, It's it's become a new love affair, a new kind of obsession that I have with the character. Because he, you know, in a pantheon of G.I. Joe characters who are A-type personalities, absolute Boy Scouts, Mm. he is not that. And he is essential because of it. Anyway. That, I think wraps up my what I well, why what I wanted to say about Bug Hunts. I'm delighted to see uh, its success. Thank you also to Alan Grant for whipping up an awesome Lego phone box in record time like, literally, yeah. after giving him the assignment. Actually, I put it out to the, the, <laughs> the Brisbane GI Joeberg crowd and um. All three of them jumped at the bit. Zazel Phoenix, in fact, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouse. He's got some Lego on him. But Alan was the one who came through in like 20 minutes flat with something that looked yes. as identical to the reference photograph as I as I imagine Lego can possibly be. So props, dude.
1: And uh, I think uh, even Kimmy featured in this uh, feature a little bit in the, <laughs> her little diorama, little housey yep. thing. like She likes building those things. Speaking of which, I really want to build some of those. They look amazing.
0: Mm, but... Sort of like bought it at an arts and crafts store in like a, a box. All the components are there, but like it is heavy on the um, the fabrication. Like you are making coffee cups out of rolled up pieces of paper that you've glued together and Ooh, I love it. bending metal and making trellises with individual like sticks of wood. It's crazy. Oof, I love that so much,
1: and it just wow! It's just the the cherry on the cake for that scene as well. You know, bit it's of like, texture. Mm. Mm, it just also the scale again and the whole vibe. I love that you had it like I don't even know where you shot it, looks like on the side of the road, basically. And it the is. car lights hitting it. Oh fuck, it's so beautiful. That's such an atmospheric I, shot. I
0: packed a I packed a spotlight for some down light, but it, it proved to be too strong. So I just shot it under actual street lights, which normally would be really scrubby and potatoy. But um I have a very, very good phone at the moment, boys. Good lord! Whoa. yeah.
1: No, no flexing here, yo. The
0: majority, <laughs> the majority of this was shots with an iPhone eight and a Ooh. GoPro, but that last little epilogue with with shipwreck was the new Royal Highness whoa. iPhone fourteen.
1: Whoa! Whoa! This is whoa. And uh, Apple,
0: please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> and also,
1: Steve, like. Uh, and and I mean I know I normally do this whenever we do some kind of commentary or something. So I'm yeah. sorry, I know it makes you feel a bit awkward, but um, again, like kudos to your eye and the way you compose a lot of the shots. I really love that. It, they're really beautiful shots. They really take you into a whole new world. That um, phone booth shot is also one of my favorites. Um, never mind in in the in the episode, but in the whole pantheon of the GI Joe book productions um should we say uh, because it just has a lot of texture and a lot of depth, and i really th- uh, it's really cool to see you do stuff like that it's always a surprise and i think that's another thing people liked is like they you know we we're seeing the skills of these productions or should of say the value of these productions grow but within their own space and like the dramatic angles and the interesting little things that happen in these episodes is great and so yeah, so that's a compliment to you, my dude. Um, you you kicked ass. Your your eye was really good here. You made some great decisions. You have good so. eyes. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks, all around, guys. Like, I, I'm just playing with my toys, to be honest. I'd Hell rather yeah. be doing it with you two gents, but uh, you know, indeed, this isn't a bad substitute to be able to play them. In front of the camera and then and then discuss it and get into the nuts and bolts of it with you guys. So this is such an important part of the process, and I, I really enjoy talking about it with both of you. And sharing our conversation with the world. So thank you, G.I. Joe Burgers. With the world. Yeah. Shall
1: bim, we? Bim, get...
0: <laughs> Shall we talk about some comic books? Oh no, cartoons. Cartoons We're doing some cartoons, cartoons this week. Whoa. We have undertaken to read the classic comic book series from issue one and also from issue 300 and meet somewhere in the middle. But we're also watching the cartoon series from the (laughs) beginning of the syndicated show and also watching the end of GI Joe in animation, which happened to be the 2010, 2011 GI Joe renegades series. So I would like to ask you two gentlemen, which of these two episodes would you like to discuss first? On the slab, we have the classic Sunbow animation uh, episode entitled "Cobras Creatures,"
3: <laughs>
0: and in the Renegades camp, we've got "Busted."
2: Wow, do we want to eat vegetables or shit first? I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Rob! Yes, oh, here I we go. Like... I was <laughs> like, all <laughs> means, Rob. I want f- to. I want
0: you to eat shit first.
1: <laughs> eat it. Reese. We spoke we spoke about the merits of having a non A type character in the play motion, and that's why I feel like Renegade should be the first one we speak, because we have some non A type and A type character um, types going up against each other, so to speak, Incredible. rubbing off against each other in that episode. So I feel like rubbing a, against each other, thing, my way. goodness.
0: Okay, so what is it let's go to eight? Is it episode no. eight? Uh, episode 8 of Renegades uh, Busted. Rob, what happened in this episode, man?
2: Oh my goodness. So the G.I. Joes are, are trying to fix their van because apparently, you know, use proprietary uh, technology to Apple keep van. working. <clears throat> uh, Apple Van. Apple <laughs> Van. And they get busted along with the, the people that. T-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they,
3: Carry
2: on. They, they get they get busted along with the the people they're trying to buy these parts from, um, and unfortunately Duke is a, he's a little slow tonight, and uh, he gets captured and put, sent to jail, and uh, the rest of the Joes kind of have to like get him out because he's such a you know an idiot. Uh, but it's not it, just any jail. It's not just any jail. It's like uh, it's it's like fight club jail. Fight uh, jail. The warden <laughs> has to force people to fight each other, so he makes money over the internet, and. Yeah, they, they send Roblox in, they purposely put him in jail. Um also snake eyes are very slow in this episode. I, I don't know what happened there. But yeah, <laughs> eventually uh Flint and Lady <laughs> Jay finally get to like have, you know, like words or be in the same scene as the as the they catch up to them. Um, but they manage to get away once again. Um and we get to see a dog. So that was cool. They introduce Mutt and Junkyard into Renegades, mm, I guess. Do they? Is nah, it law and order? <laughs> 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 well, it could be law and order, I guess, but he's not an MP. That's, you know, he's just a, a ah, regular. Very he's good. just a P. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um,
0: he, he does at one point confront the warden, the corrupt warden, and say, Some of us still believe in law and order. Which is a bit of a <laughs> <speaking> yes. If you are a <laughs> file down. card aficionado, you would have known every time they refer to him as Levine, that yes, his surname is Levine. Yeah, on the file okay.
1: Card. So they were just doing it wrong. So it's they- oh, oh, everybody. everybody. This is a trope uh, that I find, uh, that I actually forgot about, but having watched um, some James Bond movies recently, I see it's a bit of a James Bond trope. Um, oh. to, to announce the title of the movie in the film, um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the yeah. best moment
2: ever, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bond, you moment. will have to learn to live and let die
1: <laughs> exactly, you know. And, uh, like, that's this is definitely like a recurring theme in the Renegade stuff, they definitely, but with Joe names, not with uh, titles. I mean, it's not like, titles. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: I don't know. This episode is just rubbish. I I really didn't enjoy it at all. Like, they just get, they get thrown into jail for no reason whatsoever. It's like, how did you... How?
3: the Snake it's doesn't
2: really help them. Like, he doesn't explain himself. Obviously, he can't, but he can't coordinate what's happening quick enough to be able to get all of the Joes out. He can only help them, like, one at a time. Um, yeah, not. he's, he's kind of useless in this episode.
1: My I thought it was an I... indictment on the American police system, but maybe a I like this episode, boys. It's
2: Messaging. Awesome. You quite like it, okay? Well, I'm glad I, someone does.
0: I did. I, I because it was, a, it. Incredible. it was a pretty fresh to me. Like, mm. if you're gonna do a GI Joe on the Run episode, putting them in jail is great, mm. and it's not a Cobra yeah. prison necessarily. Like, they can't. Like they can't go ham on the gods because these are still good guys. Um, it's not, and there were some cute little nods too. But yeah, this was an interesting circumstance to G.I. Joe operate to have to actually infiltrate a correctional facility, and they tasked Scarlet with it. Initially, she <laughs> plays. it's
2: going to be like, the, you know, she's she's the spy. It's going to be
1: really easy for her. But, I may have uh, my camera, uh, but they didn't uh, get the camera in my earrings. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: she plays a
0: this bumbling attorney <laughs> who can't remember what firm she's from. Like, why has Scarlett suddenly become inept at undercover work? It it, it, it was bizarre to me that sure. she couldn't pull off this role, not even barely adequately. Um, but then she she redeems herself by playing like trailer trash, complete mm. with like a heavily pregnant belly, which yeah. incidentally she keeps on like. I mean, I know so it's, it's because she wants to episode. sneak out eventually, but, you know, like when when the prison break sequence kicks off and, you know, it's everyone for themselves, there's Scarlett's character model still running around with his belly.
1: <laughs> which it. which uh, begs a question now, and Steve, this is pointed at you. Um, so as an actor, um, aren't, aren't actors told not to act? You have to be the character, you know, yeah. you do something that's relatable. Even. So, so maybe, maybe that's like What Scarlet are you asking, Paul? I'm asking if uh, Scarlett is a good actor. I mean, she's clearly she not. She's, she, she clearly like, can't act as a lawyer, but somehow she can get in touch with her inner trailer trash.
0: Which is bizarre. Side. You'd expect <laughs> she's like a procedural whiz and that being common or down to earth or relatable is not in her like vocabulary. But the opposite mm. is true in this episode. She totally fumbles being an attorney and, and having any kind of decorum. She, like, is panicking when being asked by the kind of receptionist at the the prison. Like, who are you here to see? Who do you represent? What's the name of your firm? I need to see some ID. And then again with the, um, the other character that she tries to fool with that guy's... Anyway, she is able to inhabit that trailer trash, you know
1: persona really well like so either she's old. a really like Makes she really nice. hates law and order or she really <laughs> hates la law but she loves watching ricky lake and she really got into that <laughs> whole vibe or maybe she joined gi joe after she um you know had a bit of a, a she got into a bender and she decided Screw them, i'm gonna join the army <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh i don't i just felt that was so weird because even though like as you're talking about it like how poorly she acts as a lawyer I was like, oh, yeah. And then she takes on the role of trailer Trash so well. I hate to say it like that, but, I mean, she was trying to be trash and the whole thing. And I was just like, shit, this is, like, way too comfortable for her. Hmm. Hmm. Backstories? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also liked this episode quite a lot. I felt Amazing. like it... I felt like, for a cartoon, it was, it was great. And that it was kind of, you know... Um, What's the word? Like, it was self-contained, which was great. It would have also been a pretty good script for an early, let's say, early 2000s John Cena movie. Uh, Mm, You
0: know? Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it could have been fun. Uh, Maybe even a blockbuster 90s movie. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed that Tunnel Rat was Tunnel Ratting. Roadblock was um, Mansplaining. It was good.
0: Roadblock was fighting Duke in the arena of sport. Arena of sport. Did you guys catch that? I yes. guess yeah, the, ward, the warden or someone, one of his heavies, throws Duke in. And he's like, "Put him in the arena of sport," which of course is a nod to the adventures of G.I. Joe, the first miniseries. Yeah, exactly.
1: And mm. such a cool little. I, I also love how like dark that is. Like that. Was, this this show's got lots of little like dark undertones. You know, this whole yeah. like. Fighting, fighting
0: for rings. online sports betting, like yeah, it's that shit happens, man. It's bad news. Um, did you guys also notice that in addition to there always being this kind of Asian flute sting for snake eyes, <laughs> which persists in this episode as well, they've now they've now got this like Spanish guitar and caracas um, or maracas <laughs> uh, for. For Lady J. Lady J. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yippa, anime. I mean okay, it's it's pretty it's really basic young. bitch coding. I mean, let's forgive it. It it was 2010, guys. It's it was a yeah. time.
2: Yeah, It's pretty straightforward com- composition, I guess. You know, it's like oh, uh, you, when you see a character,
0: do we need a theme for the character. Let's this you know. But I think. Uh, what do you guys think of Lady J being reset as a Latinx? Mm.
2: Um. I think it it kind of makes sense in in the way that there is kind of like this stereotype of um, Latin families being very close, being very big families. I think, um, and she does have come. From, I mean, her character's always come from a background having a very big family and being like the. Has she, has she been characterized like the big sister who kind of takes care of the brothers? Was that a thing, or, or not? Oh, wait, do
1: you think it was Scarlet? Scarlet, yeah. Oh. No, with Lady J... Oh, not at all. Oh,
2: no, oh no. wait, am I talking about... Oh, should we talk about Lady J. Fuck, sorry. I really didn't pay attention to the episode. I really hated it. Are we talking about Lady <laughs> oh, okay. J? Sorry, Rob. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't yeah, paying well. attention at all. I, 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 oh, Lady J. Um... I think that's fine. I think it's neither here nor there. I mean, it's... I suppose, you know, to get the cast to be more representative of America in general, I mean, you would probably have more Latin people in there. Um, so I, I don't mind the, 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 the changing of the character. Damn, I, I thought you meant Scarlet. That's why I was so confused. <laughs> I...
0: Well, it was a good uh, justification anyway. Yeah, you I know got, for sure. The right the right foot on the wrong character. Mm.
3: Oops. I'm going to take
0: your arguments and adapt (laughs) it to the current situation and say, yeah, like Lady J is looking after her family, which extends Mm. beyond duty. She is secretly looking out for Duke because she believes in him. So yeah, it's a it's a cool angle, and and yes, I mean if you are to take that as a trope of Latin families, cool, yeah. That works. I just I like the diversity of the voice casting as a result. Mm, yeah. I mean in classic G.I. Joe you had Zap, maybe, and that was it. They didn't give Shipwreck a a Latin sounding uh voice approach. And he's a Dolgata. Yeah. Exactly, but he's a very Big white Dolgata, so I guess he just he just inherited the surname. It's not necessarily um Kind of a a indication of his his race or his ethnic ethnic background. Yeah, Mm. ethnicity.
1: I I personally like Lady J being Latinx, um, but then I also like Lady J having Irish origins. So I feel Mm. like you've got two very strong character backgrounds there, and it's weird to like replace one of the other for me. But I like I like having both. Like I like that. Has Lady Lady
0: J's Irish lilt ever been portrayed though i don't think it has
1: it hasn't been but she has got an american irish lilt to her though like does she? the way yeah she kind of does like the way she she you're like, speaking in classic
0: sunboat terms
1: i'm speaking in classic sunboat terms yeah okay. so i've always felt that you know when you watch um like older movies like older when i say older movies when they watch movies that are set uh, in like new york when it was a lot about the irish um there and then the way the women speak um that sort of irish american kind of new yorker kind of accent it's difficult for me to fully explain but it is there i feel like lady J kind of has that um the same way i feel like scarlett o'hara <laughs> has um scarlett o'hara's accent like she played uh, or should i say shauna o'hara has um the other gone of the wind kind of twang Scarlet to her to, to her <laughs> yeah but it's i, know, no, right. I didn't get but, any
0: uh, any irish from mary mcdonald lewis's portrayal all i got was like a voice actor who probably smoked a pack of stuyvesant before stepping into the booth yeah see, i just irish. i get that feel. i don't know what this. it is
1: i just feel like that's got kind of an irish sound to it and yeah. i'd love for like I mean, that's just to my yeah. We're not in America. We didn't grow up in America. We don't have a lot sure. of these um, uh, uh, accents around us all the time. Well, that we grew up watching tons distinct. of American movies. I mean, we, we did, but a lot of, a lot of a, the in America, yeah, but a lot of the time that stuff is acted and whatever's and you you know, so it's performed. So sometimes it's not always like true. Um, mm-hmm. But if I just feel like our Lady American Jay's, listeners could comment uh, if you
0: compare this, Lady J's yeah. vocal approach to blow torches. Who is very like typified? <laughs> <Boston>. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's yeah, like it's this, very... isn't it? <laughs> Tree pound, dirty tove, and oh, the leprechaun. <laughs> got, got <laughs> my no, barbecue okay. is very. Boston. Blowtorch, sorry. Blo- blowtorch. I meant blowtorch, the other the other guy who deals with fires, who, who dishes them out instead of putting Snickers. them out. Oh. <laughs> wait?
1: Hold on. Uh, <laughs> blowtorch. blowtorch, I can't recall. But. He, uh, we, we, we,
0: we heard him speak in that episode when he took out. He tried to take out Destro. Oh, yes. I need to okay, get
1: to him. okay, that's right. Yes.
0: yeah. And he yeah, torches. Then, he torches a stack of boxes and makes the the cobras f- fall over. I mean, send a guy with a flamethrower to do non. Barbecue that's work. got the hey, to... <laughs> Barbecue. Yeah, I love
1: his yes, barbecue. accent Love that so much. But blowtorch um, has
0: a, a also a very uh, caricaturish voice, doesn't he?
1: He certainly For does, sure. and mm. I can't. I can't respond in kind because mine will be bad
0: mm. and insulting.
1: So I'm just not going <laughs> to. My um, point
0: is if they wanted to push the envelope on Lady J's accent to push her into an Irish. Yeah, they would have been more. It would have been more heavy-handed.
2: There isn't, it isn't subtlety <clears> in the ac- the uh, the accents of the characters in cartoons. There but here, here like, it is a th- thing um, no, it's just in mm. Renegades.
0: In Renegades, it is on the nose, it is so in your face, and I'm, I'm here so for like it. I like it. she's yeah. also
3: from the
1: background. Uh, now we're diverting a little bit far now, so I apologize. <laughs> for I this. Are, but yeah, we'll, in the, this the episode is show, so
2: interesting, we're not even talking about it.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> in the Sunbow show, Lady J does um go back, uh, I think. I believe she does go to Ireland to go in. Uh, is
2: that Scotland when she goes to find the sword?
1: It's it's uh, no, she goes to in go in the castle. Yeah. It's a castle that her and Destro uh that has been um, owned together. Man, why why are my words failing me today? It's been they they <laughs> have an, she has inherited a castle yes. from her family. And Rob, bring up that, not...
0: bring up that score sheet. We're gonna get to that episode, Paul. Not tonight. Yeah, so I don't want to get, get into it. Get to But episode. anyway,
1: that 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 at least speaks of it heritage it as well, for, uh, in terms Before the we Sun get of but oh, Latin
0: spreadsheet. Yeah, there it is. Latin,
1: uh, Lady J is very sexy. <laughs> so, so Busted
0: for me, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Wow.
2: Generous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Very generous.
1: I'm going to stick with a three on this one. Oh, wow. I, have a- I, I have enjoyed it. Man. My <laughs> Rob's going to give it like five. <laughs> negative five <positive.
2: coughs> no I what? like if I compare it to Return of the Rishikage uh, I want to say Rishikage um, I don't know it, it, it's an okay episode I think overall it kind of like it, it does deliver its premise so it kind of like lives within it they do try a bunch of things and I think overall it, it does work as an episode so I don't think it's at awful awful I think it just didn't interest me personally I think that that's all that's going on here so, so you
1: just I'm didn't probably like
2: just, it, I, I think I just didn't. Lie. I'm going to go middle of the road with this <laughs> one, two point five. Um, I think I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it overall. That that's that, that, You know, but you know, that's that, that's me. I don't I don't have to like everything.
1: No, that's that's true. Guys, it is. I mentioned when we entered speaking about this episode, I said uh, something about an atypical and a non-atypical character, kind of you know. Uh, bashing up against each other. It and did I didn't even mention it, it for this episode. So you've got you've got Scarlet, who who actually calls Duke the Boy Scouts. Because, you know, she's really like the Boy Scouts on one of his like, you know, crusades again kind of thing. And she is quite happy to just get what she needs to and go, you know. And then early on when, you know, they, they realize that they when Duke like, has the stark realization that he's in a chop shop. Oh my God. You know, his mommy's <laughs> going to come and give him five pats on the bum. Uh, Scarlet's all like, Scarlet's all like, be cool, Duke. You know, like her whole vibe is like, be cool, Duke. Stop being a dork. Don't be a nerd now. You know, and I love that because Scarlet has kind of taken on the role now of the sort of Han Solo shipwreck kind of character. In a lot of ways, you know, she's not on the line. I'm gonna fight you on on that.
0: I'm gonna fight you on that. Like Scarlet's always kind of been stepping outside of authority. She's like, I don't have a warrant to go to this Cobra pharmaceuticals lab, but once I expose them, everyone's gonna be on their case. Like, I'm just I'm 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 going a wall here. I'm going going rogue. And Duke's been the voice of like, this is not in our orders. This we should hand ourselves over to the authorities, we should do this. She's always the, the one saying, no, Duke. Stick with me. Um, but that's
1: exactly what I'm saying. She is. She's She's exactly that. The that's, and it's not just in this episode. I mean, it's been consistent in this series that she's like that. Yeah, but I'm just it's saying, Duke it's consistent English for to her deal. to
0: call Duke the Boy Scouts.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just thought Good. it was just fun for her to do it again. And then uh, also yeah, for right. the Boy Scout to be the that's one in prison. Cool. That's yeah. And him, him having to get hard. <laughs> you <know>? Paul, do <laughs> you want to tell us about Cobra's creatures? Ooh. I do want to tell you about Cobra's creatures. So Cobra wants to once again take over the world using a, a new device called the High Freak, the High Frequency Emitter. And this controls the minds of animals. So it turns animals... Uh, into slaves of cobra and uh in order for them to actually be able to use it they have to save doctor and it's dr lucifer correct me if i'm wrong here has to they have to go and rescue or should i say extract dr lucifer's what we believe is his lover but it's actually just his weird crush um attila who is this very scary looking woman (laughs) Um, out of prison so that they can actually use the high freak so hilarity then ensues as uh, cobra go on a mission to go and do exactly that um after they've done a successful test of capturing (laughs) junkyard Mm who (laughs) is doing his first parachute jump because the Joes have clearly got fuck all else to do but throw dogs out of airplanes. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah. And so the Joes are trying to, A, stop Cobra from, you know, getting this woman. B, uh, stop the high freak. Uh, Mutt is having a major conscience... Uh, major, major crisis, life crisis now that his dog is turned against him and he is now in the jungles trying to sort that shit out. And yeah, uh, it all comes to a bit of a head. So Rob absolutely hated this episode. I, on the other hand, love it for its ridiculousness. <laughs> I especially love the fact that Cobra goes out of their way to use a giant net to catch a dog that's been thrown out of a plane. Because at least they care about the dog safety. They were like, oh my god, G.I. Joe throwing dogs out of planes. They're not going to miss this one. Let's just catch it and go. Uh, <laughs> let's keep it <laughs> safe. Mad. We it's need
2: so a dog to, to experiment on. Let's go grab uh, a highly trained military dog from the secret uh, you know, military unit. Instead yeah, let's of just not going go to like the
3: pet like a... shop. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> a
1: mutt you know? off the
0: street. Jeez.
1: Jeez. You know, and this one's too and, expensive. And, and I want to bring up another round of uh, Is Cobra's scheme plausible? Well, I would say yes. <laughs> like, can you imagine wow. how devastating it must be if you had to control animals and get them to attack people? Just
0: what I just find strains believability with this particular approach. Okay, assuming you're able to work out the science of getting animals to do your bidding and make them your your army, essentially. Insects are one thing. They outnumber us hundreds of thousands to one, if not millions yeah. to one. Yeah. However, cobra seems to have picked several endangered species. For instance, <laughs> rhinoceroses have encircled in... the Houses of Parliament <laughs> in England.
2: The United okay. Kingdom, which is an island.
0: I I can only imagine... On the entire (laughs) nation of England, there may be a couple of hundred rhinoceroses in zoos. If that. If that. If that. I mean, there's
2: probably like 40.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's just one example of absurdity. Like, there are sperm whales that are uh, encircling, like, tankers out at sea. Um, There are lions that are... Coming up on some oil derricks, presumably they're oil derricks in Africa, but all I the people manning so. them are white. Which uh, maybe uh, I suppose it's Shell didn't have a lot of, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of um, oil derricks. The 80s. Yeah, hmm. interesting, but well, look, a problem with this bonkers. device
2: they could it seemed like they could only control one type of animal at a time, like you couldn't control cockroaches as well as lions simultaneously. Like you could, you push the button for lions, you control them, and then you have to move on if you want to do something else with the bears. That's kind of like a weakness in the design of this thing. Dr. Lucifer didn't, you know, consider multitasking when you want to take over the world with animals.
0: Oh, Paul's muted himself. No, <laughs> no he's, so Sorry, upset. he's so upset I...
2: at, at my suggestion that this TIE freak is useless.
0: Well,
1: I, like never mind just like animals, like just insects. If I had to just think of insects and how deadly insects are, like if you just could control colonies of ants, I mean, you could destroy, you could level a city in like a week, like mm. And I'm not even joking. Oh, sure. if you see how much. I mean, you
2: can go absolutely crazy with. I mean, especially yeah. insects. Um, but what's also is, would it's this device not disease. work on people as well? I mean, if, is the show saying people aren't animals?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like, why doesn't the high freak work on animals? Or is this a pretest? You know, to see if we can yeah. get it. Yeah. I mean, why does it only work exclusively on animals and not on human beings? If you could tune this frequency to, you know, take over the minds of, and I love that there's a camel button in the, in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> because those things are deadly. <laughs> um, they can be. But, like, yeah, why not just control human beings? It, it doesn't I mean, just
2: work against mammals. You know, it works with insects. It works, you know, with uh, reptiles. It can work against with everything. So why could it not work with human beings? I,
1: I think I think Cobra. I, I think one of Cobra Commander's biggest flaws is that he just likes a little bit of a challenge. And I think he, he likes. I think he likes, like that he likes the gimmick. He like he likes the gimmick. He's like,
2: oh, <laughs> animals, interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, let's Jesus. do it. And he just gets lost in the details, you know.
1: Like, but my, but my, my dear Cobra Commander, we have nuclear bombs. They are amazing. Nah, I don't want nuclear bombs. I want nah, fucking people eating animals, man. I want to control,
2: it, animals, like, don't want to control like, a koala as it slowly sneaks up. I want to a see a koala like choosing a of a
1: child's <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they are quite vicious. And I want to have monkeys like throwing poo at people. Yes, it'll be great. And you know, pigeon airstrikes. Just you know, uh, and the list can go on. It's actually quite devastating. And, and I imagine whoever wrote this episode, or rather, should I say, I imagine that when this episode was written, there was a rerun of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds yeah. on, on late night TV while this writer Bastardly. was going through a, a, clearly going through some kind of whiskey and cocaine binge, Um which, and we're very thankful for you, by the way. Like, you know, I don't endorse cocaine or alcohol, but, you know, when it gives us, <laughs> Reward winning gems like this, then I it's difficult for me to deny, yeah. Please, but <laughs> yourself out. Um, but yeah, but also just coming back to the human to like the actual human story, can you imagine your like dogs turning on you just all of a sudden? And how, like... as a dog owner,
0: I, I imagine that was because they really get into the, the conflict between mutt mm. and junk, and the voice actor is giving a hell of a great performance. You know, just selling his his he cares for his dog. Yeah, man. come on, junk, come on, boy, don't you remember me? Like it's it's gripping stuff. So, Paul, as a dog owner, surely that's that kind of resonates with you, doesn't it? Oh, big time, big mm. time. And I'm not just like a dog owner. I'm
1: one of those like weird dog owners that like you know has WhatsApp groups for when people lose their dogs, and like try to help people find their dogs. Because you know, my mother's oh. like that as well. I've adopted this mindset it's crazy anyway but yes i totally feel that and i i really feel for much i was like oh my god you know and then also the shocking revelation that there isn't just one timber that there's clearly a factory that produces timbers (laughs) you they unleash a whole bunch of timbers on um is it russia i think it was russia um yeah if you look at all the the models for the dog it's all timber it's Um, just timber it's i thought that was quite funny but, but, uh, for, uh,
0: for someone who works in animation, surely you can appreciate the time crunch. Like, now nah, we got one style sheet for a wolf. Let's run it.
1: Yeah, no, knock yourselves out, guys. Yeah, I feel sorry for animators. They, if we they, are going to talk about the, the
0: animation, I want to have an anecdote, and that is the fact that oh. this is an episode of the cartoon that I saw directly after seeing the movie. This was included on the DVD copy of G.I. Joe the Movie that I had.
1: Oh, cool!
0: Which makes this an episode of the cartoon, which was second to it was the second episode of the cartoon that I'd ever seen, because the first yeah. episode, Cobrathon, um, existed on a yeah. cassette I think tape.
2: These two episodes are the two that we probably watched the most. That and so, Cobra-thon. Cobra's
0: creatures seemed very crude and very old-timey, having come from the movie into this season one cartoon episode. So, yeah. like that, that added a, a veneer of, like, wow, this feels really, really early G.I. Joe. Like, when was this made? I mean, it's got Scarlet. <laughs> Seven I think I, I know Scarlet, but this ripcord guy that she's chained up next to, I've never seen that figure before. I don't know who that character is. I've never heard of him. And is not to mention the fact companion? that the animation. Was less detailed as a result, and, and you know, as I say, pretty crude and very nuts and bolts. It's an unfortunate of, inclusion
3: the
2: with the movie, they could have actually chosen a more bombastic episode, really.
1: But so that's interesting because on my action force videotape mm. of the G.I. Joe movie, uh, it's got Sink the Montana after the credits, mm. yeah. So it mm. must have, like, I think uh, it depends on which master they used when they made the DVD, but. That must have been like a bit of an Easter egg that they put into the thing, but yeah, Cobras Creatures is a is I would say not the most polished episode, um, but it does use a lot of different characters, which is quite interesting. Like interesting so I think animation these, era. Like I think this yeah. was
0: a very early episode on their schedule because the Silver Mirage is well established in other episodes in season one, but here you see these green weird bikes that have a sidecar that accepts a an occupant but it's kind of like you can see their feet through the like beneath the weapon um, mm-hmm. anyway it's a it's a different looking vehicle but guys let me just tell you all sins are forgiven when you see the moment snake eyes and spirits elect to be on a team together which is just sublime. Pairing those two up make so much sense to me. Snake Eyes is a tough men. sell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the sage-like wisdom from Spirit. But Snake Eyes is, is always going to be a problematic character in terms of putting him in your infantry squad because not being able to communicate presents a problem. Mm. However, when you pair him up and his animal with Spirits and his animal, you've got this foursome, this awesome foursome that like to think communicates non-verbally anyway. There's just a kind of an understanding between these creatures and men and they just get it done. Especially when it's marching themselves into this castle as the prisoners of their pets. (laughs) Balls out the bathtub crazy and I love it. I love Uh, it. I love the fact fact that the blue shirt guard The blue shirt who who kind of accepts the prisoners, he's like, eh, you know what to do with them animals. Take them to the cells. Like, He, he trusts these two animals implicitly. Freedom and timber. He's like, yeah, okay, you brought them this far. Just, you know, walk them over to you the cells. You know what to do. Take them to the like, cells. What the hell? Is is this some new procedures that have been written at uh, Cobra Base? It isn't even Cobra <laughs> Base. It's, it's Dr. Attila's um, uh, Dr. Oh, it's Lucifer. Dr. Lucifer's castle. Lucifer He's yeah. very keen. He's already got like cobra motifs above the drawbridge. But, anyways, um, and yeah, pack they're rats- written some new like pr- procedures to like, if you see any enemies that are being escorted by animals, just assume that the animals are on our side.
1: <laughs> also, yeah, wow. exactly. That was the memo, the morning memo. Also, some interesting like little things in this episode is the use of the pack rats. Um, yeah. The one, well, I want to say it's a pack rat. It looks like a pack rat vehicle. Machine
0: gun pack, pack rat too. Yeah. yeah. And so th-
1: that was like fun. Um Also notable episode for some Snake Eyes action. You know, you you very. Mm. I've said it before, but you very you very seldom see Snake Eyes actually kick or punch or do anything in the episodes. uh, Even though he's like people's favorite characters. This is well, great that we get him in character.
2: two episodes in a row where he gets to do stuff, wasn't it? Jungle Jungle Trap where he did a ton of stuff as well.
0: Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. um, kick so punch cool. fly a falcon glider with a wolf attachment. <laughs> very, very cool. It's cool seeing the Falcon glider at night. You mm. know, up against a starry sky. It's very atmospheric stuff.
1: So this mm. episode, um this episode like motivated me, and I suppose this is why the episode really worked. But uh when I watched this episode a while back, I had the box the box set, um, the G.I. Joe box set, mm. and this episode came out and then immediately I was on the Googles looking for a much a junk and much or much yard and junk. Um
2: mud and junk mud
1: yard and junk. I was looking for that figure. I and yuck. Yeah. No. I didn't I didn't find the much yard, unfortunately, so I had to settle for for mutton junk junkyard, but it was okay. It's still a great toy. Um okay. but yeah, this was it's I watched this episode point. in the heights of my modern era collecting. Or should I say, Mm. the genesis of my modern era collecting. So it was cool to sort of rediscover these characters and be like, okay, yeah, this guy, I definitely have to have this. Um, And yeah, it's great. It it just it brings back those memories. And then um, also kind of love um, Scarlet's deception, kind of uh, falling over itself. You know, she comes in, she's like, Doctor Lucifer, my darling, and he's like, Who is this woman? She's a theme in here, over this.
0: Yeah, Scarlet has failed to successfully work undercover <laughs> in two episodes under consideration. Two
2: tonight. separate series of geography.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so... she blundered it... Like, did she not expect that she would at least need to bone up on on Doctor uh, Professor Attila's <laughs> and 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 Lus- Doctor Lucifer's oh, okay. relationship, oh. like? She knew nothing. She thought she'd just bluster her way in there. As what long as I plan? look like her,
2: it's enough. Yeah. See, this is why Xartan is so good at what he does, because he does the research, you know. He
0: does the research,
1: exactly. He he does the homework. He, you know, he's meticulous. He he, he, he He's smart. Also, he, was,
2: he should have come in to, uh, uh, you know, impersonate
1: Attila. And something, yeah, he should have, or even Junkyard, but uh, with the glowing eyes and all. Um, guys, Doctor, uh, Dr. Attila, that woman no, that they use, Dr. That Lucifer. Model. Dr. No, Lucifer, okay, Professor, then Attila. Professor Attila, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I feel like that character model is either used in the show again or is from the comic book. And oh. it's the weirdest thing, like, I feel like we've seen this character again, and maybe with a different name. You're speaking um,
0: about the male character, Dr. Lucifer,
1: Dr. Lucifer. No, I'm speaking about the Otella, Professor the Attila. Uh, Professor the Attila. Professor
0: the female character. Yeah. Okay, with the horn-rimmed glasses and the little kiss spot. The it feels like it's, a, it's another.
2: It's a disguise that Baroness would wear, maybe.
0: Totally. Yeah. 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 Maybe with a different hair color, even. Uh, yeah. It feels. It well, feels familiar. Yeah, in fact, it feels but... like Baroness, except maybe with a bit of a tan, and once again yes. with that mole, and her hair in a perm.
2: Mark, Mark from our, 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 our yeah, from the, the, what do we call ourselves? The Berg force. um, makes a very good point, which is why I kind of like forgive this episode for being as goofy it is. It is a very goofy episode. He says that works really well when you're a nine year old boy. This episode inspired me for many, many adventures. It fits a child's play play pattern so well, and I think that's kind of like what makes the episode kind of fun. Is that It's just so over the top goofy that you can kind of just go with it, like. All the characters on screen are taking this seriously from the you know the guys in charge to the, the soldiers themselves you know allowing animals to kind of like be given orders um i think yeah in general this is if you just go with the the concept of the episode you can just have a, a fun time with it
0: and to bring in mark specifically something that i imagine he would have done as a child this episode gives you license to scratch around in your toy box and pull out your toy animals. You know, if mm. you've got a, a molded, sculpted lion or rhinoceros or other stuff just sort of cluttering up your toy box, you can finally find an excuse and a license to bring them into your GI Joe toy play. Because, yeah, just if Cobra quiet. has just all these animals quiet. at their disposal, they've increased their their fighting force with these ferocious beasts. It is quite formidable, especially in a kind yeah. of child's mind. Hmm. I think it's
2: definitely what. well yeah, also.
1: No, I was just gonna say, like, God forbid, like one of your parents watches this episode and they think, Oh, cool, they can just buy your packet full of plastic animals for you or G.I. Joe's to shoot <laughs> at. Well, no, they can.
2: It, it's it's cool. I think he hit the he hit the nail on the head. You know, it's a it's a goofy concept, but it's a concept that kids could wrap their heads around and enjoy. And I think it can inspire a lot of fun. Um so I think in in that respect, it's it's a fantastic episode, but then it still has that kind of heart to it, where it is this kind of
0: struggle between a man and his dog. Yep. So I'm not yeah, saying it's, it's kind it's of gonna struggle, I'm going uh, to give well. a three and a half out of ten as well. Not three Whoa, out of ten. My God,
2: Stephen, that's like that's like the lowest score
0: you've given anything
1: so far.
2: Three and a half out of ten.
1: <laughs> oh my I god I would like to give this one a four out of five because oh. I enjoy seeing some snake eyes action. Like actually seeing snake you. eyes do something is always fun in an episode. I enjoy the variety of vehicles and the the plot is just absolute nuts. And I can totally get behind that. And also the whole I love dogs. This episode really got do. me to buy button junkyard and hell yeah, now you have just,
2: junk and Yard.
1: It's exactly Fantastic. yeah, exactly that man. It's got the the great uh, animal. It's a great animal companion episode. Uh, in fact, if we weren't uh, doing the thunder wave, uh, I would have <laughs> tried it, I would have titled this like "Animals Gone Wild." <laughs> yes. Yeah. An- yeah.
0: Animals gone uh, wild. I think I need to moderate my score down. Oh, I need to be Steve. mindful of the fact that like yes, this, this episode didn't blow me away. There are there are episodes that really do it for me. For instance, Cobra Stops the World was such an episode. This is the same, but with animals thrown into the mix. And I, I think it's perhaps <laughs> weaker, weaker for it. There are some laudable elements. Uh, as I say, Spirit and Snake Eyes being teamed up. Awesome. Um, mutton Junkyard struggle. Cool. But yeah, I just... She's um, saying at one um, and a half... Okay, Got it. <laughs> Bring it down a half mark to three out of five. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think
2: uh, I think if it have, having it be one of the first episodes that I also watched, um, it, it definitely does. It feels like I've I've always known about this concept of Cobra's creatures. Um, so it feels like it's always lived inside my head, and it feels very much like a, something of what G.I. Joe is. Even though I've never really had a, a chance, as supposed to incorporate it into the way that I play with the toys, um, cause I've never been a very big pet person. Um, but yeah, I think it's overall, it's a fun episode and I, I would definitely also give it a three. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's more fun than some of the episodes we've watched for sure. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. I think, yeah. Overall, if you just go along with the concept, I mean, it's, yeah, it can actually be just a good old good time. Good old
1: good time, and that's what the whole Sambo show is really. It's a good old In the good end, time. you Except know. For, it's, just, it's about it's like adults fun, having that. fun that's writing really stories, stories for children,
2: and I, I think, yeah, they a lot of the Robert, time they, they get it right.
0: Are you really dicking around with the decimal points here? 3.75, 3.8, <laughs> 2, 4.8, yes, 3.16. Yeah, 3.16. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my word.
2: Well, because then otherwise, this you know, creatures creatures? and Jungle Trap would ha- and Red Red Rocket's Clear, and that would all be three. Hmm. That's that's wrong. Well, generally, I I would I think I should actually just make it one decimal point. I think that would be much safer. But but I feel like having two decimal points is more accurate. Yeah,
0: we can <laughs> also kind of. <laughs> <gasps> we can hierarchy we can these things later point. and say, okay, oh, so Rob, sure. you've got a cool six, list. six episodes that are all on three. Yeah. Rank those. Anyways, that's further ah. down the line.
2: We'll, we'll get, there, we'll get Does anyone Screen have any new games. shit
0: kicking around?
2: Oh my God. Let me tell you, I don't.
1: I don't either, but Rob, you will have Whoa. new Whoa. Shits too. I'm oh not showing goodness. any photos until you get Ooh. yours.
2: So I'm so. looking forward to you showing photos of the toys that I'm getting. I'm very happy. Yeah.
1: no, I'm not going to show photos of the toys. <laughs> you get. I want to spoil. But well, Stephen has oh,
2: Stephen has definitely side us because he's got new shit. He's got new. He shit. can't wait to tell us about his new stuff.
0: I have become a bargain bin hunter. Um, oh, if God. it's going tell to tell us something new. <laughs> if it's going for cheap, I'm 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 buying it. So today I picked up another Batman because Batmania is still raging in this household. Duh, 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 it's oh, um, duh, 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 duh. I don't know what he's called, combat Batman. Anyways, it's it's one of the Spin Master sort of basic happy kids toy Batmans with the blind yeah. boxed accessories, which is Ooh. always fun. Like even if they're trash, yeah, fun. it's fun to in this instance they're nicely sculpted, but None of them really belong to him. He's got this bat, <laughs> bat-leth, which I suppose he could use, but Batman would use it as a giant
1: bat battering. <laughs>
0: and then his other right. two accessories are clearly meant for Talon because they are court of owl looking things. Ah,
2: sword, a
0: sword, <laughs> cool. and a very court of owl Talon. shield.
2: Yeah, that is definitely.
0: Which then splits into two. Whoa. Blunt objects that he can go, go,
2: go, go. these accessories are cool. They're alright. they're, all right. but
0: they're done in that, that. Of, they're done in that bronze or copper plastic, which as I say, it's works with it. Oh, it works man. with Talon who I don't own, sadly. <laughs> I don't have the figure. Then I don't even know who Talon and
1: is. And I'm okay Talon with
0: quarter of, Talent, of Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, quarter okay. of yeah, if it's care. a Batman villain that uh, existed in the last 20 years only, Paul doesn't care. I don't care. Um <laughs> nice Batman though, good sculpting. It's a it's a newish one. It's I think it's 2021. It's mm. Yeah. We live that in a realm where
1: There's a character called Batwing, so just carry yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. very cool. So Batman was
0: eight eight Australian. Then these two lovely ladies of the force Ooh. were Ooh. five yeah. bucks, five bucks each. Uh, it's Aila Secura and um, Sarge Ventures. Um, no. S- no, no, Barriss, um, something Barris Barriss, oh, they're both it... Jedi. I should have written down. I thought my brain would be up to the task, but I've no, had a few security. bits. Getting old sucks. Yeah. Barris Ophie.
1: Ophie. Does she have legs yes. under that dress? She yes. does.
0: They articulate in a T crop. Ah which-
1: major perv, made you perv. Everybody's watching <laughs> major <made you> pervs. <laughs> That's cool. it's
3: she's got she's got 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 ar- got
0: cool, man. She's got Knee articulation, but like I mean, there's it's pretty hindered. It you can't you can't remove the dress, the skirt. is oh, so fine. So like
1: this is soft good, she can do wing chun, it's okay. Real good. these are That's great. The
0: it's a T-crotch, whereas uh, Aayla Secura, she's an older um, body, but it still has full range of motion.
3: Yeah.
2: is awesome. The head, sculpt,
0: the head sculpt is new, though. Sexy. I own this figure in the earlier, I think, 2012 version, but this one has a oh. paler skin tone, and she's, yeah, she's a good-looking figure. Five bucks. I wasn't going to leave it behind.
1: What the hell? I thought people loved Twilix or Twilex or... Felix it depends
2: on the age of the person, I guess.
0: Hand Female on. figures do not sell.
1: Leia, Leia, Leia. Yeah, it's it's weird. I and that I anymore.
0: have... I've had this figure a couple of times, but never complete. Battle armor cover Commander with his rose.
1: Nice. Cobra Which Commander means, Rob, you
0: now have a 99% battle armor Cobra Commander coming your way. Um, Whoa. Sorry, minus the hose. But nice. I, I've... No, that's well, I've, roll I've, roll I've roll made roll. a hose out of guitar string, and painted oh, it up. Better. So, if that you look right. at uh, the one that I used in Renegades, that's mm. that's it. Um, that's it looks all right. Dangerous. And don't doesn't that annoy you guys when they say ninety nine percent complete? When like, how do you work out what percentage yeah. of a figure the hose actually is? The hoses, I mean, ridiculous. Well, sales. let's
1: take let let's let's do Either that. Complete, let's do that. Let's do that, Matt, actually. So a hundred (laughs) percent of that figure is him, Him, his gun, and his hose. And his hose, yeah. Um he doesn't come with a backpack, the vintage doesn't come with a backpack, does it? No. Yes, it does. Does it it? does? Okay. So is it
2: it silver? It's like a
1: silver rocket pack looking thing. It's like trying to get very small accessories and a figure.
2: How much percentage for being something complete does the figure count?
1: So the figure, I would say, is 50%. Let's say it's 50%. 50%. Uh, it, it all varies on how many accessories they've got. So he's got one hose, one gun, one backpack. So what is that then? Uh, so it's 25% so let's w- each? Oh, no, no. no I it's was, no. divided by
2: three. That would be like, I don't know, 15 point something? 17% yeah. Oh, geez, guys.
0: Math sucks, <laughs> Math But then again, suck.
2: also, but, but if it's a Cobra Commander in battle armor, incomplete whether it's i mean if, if it says incomplete and it doesn't come with the figure is it not just completely incomplete then because i mean i think the figure is is kind of the it that's not the percentage anymore it's it's yeah. like if it says it's the figure so it's just the gear. That come with it, yeah then yeah. It, it comes affecting
1: the no, 30... the percentage yeah so it's like 30 what 30 something percent Boring. (laughs) Anyway, it's boring. But yeah, it's it's like like 33.5 or something like that. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, so then the figure (laughs) is essentially...
2: It's not counted in the percentage because it is...
0: 70% complete.
2: Yeah, so it'll be 70% complete.
0: Yeah. Gents, it is July. (laughs) It It is Cobra Convergence. Yes!
2: July... (laughs) Joe, let's Joe not linger fly. on our
0: maths and let's rather talk about the fact that it's Cobra Convergence 7. We are, as of recording, two days into it, which means oh that my God. it was kicked off by Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse actually, strictly speaking, on the 31st, but it was the Ooh. first here in Australia, so um, he jumped on <laughs> with um, a few special guests, like HCC 788, and Hans mm. Chow, and Gaz, mm. and mm. me and we spoke oh. about we spoke about the renegades because the theme of this year's cobra convergence is spies, saboteurs, covert ops and yeah i mean what better covert ops team was there than the trio yeah, of generally... renegades that infiltrated the terror on cobra island and leveled it we were year but... early damn it <laughs> and um today was well i, I don't know what to Woodman 29 did a review of the Terodrome on the 1st, mm. which was spectacular. What Makes a great you. piece. Um, lovingly represented and gave me some intel that I never had before. So shout outs to Woodman 29. If you want the full rundown of the event and know exactly which channel to go to or which podcast or Instagram account to go to on which day for your fresh Cobra Convergence 7 content, Check out hcc788.com. And if you wow. want to rock some of the coolest merch while enjoying this event, I give you yeah. the G.I. Joe Teespring store. I was Ooh. wearing my Cobra eel um, during the Renegades live stream, And awesome. let me just say that Firefly might get all the best press, but it's the eels that really do the hard work. They are oh, the ultimate are. saboteurs of the Cobra legions. Oh, yeah. Mm. More. Let's not badass. forget the guys who leveled Springfield in order to cover the escape of the Cobra operatives. Let's not forget two eels were able to hold off an entire squad of Russia's October Guard. Yeah, eels get it done, baby. Never forget,
1: and then we should have a big picture of the Cobra eels.
3: <laughs> he <was> an angel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it's
0: a fucking eels, cool shirt and man. you should own it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <Stakely> <laughs> Actually, if, if, you're, eels. if you're celebrating saboteurs this uh, July, yeah, man, cool. And Paul did a very interesting, scratchy, like metal gear solid artwork style. It's far and away Ooh. the most unique eels shirt you're likely to find out there. Thanks, man. And if you want and to help us favorites. in other ways, patreon.com/slash Join the berg force right. and get secret perks like joining us live for these recordings. Other little bonus features, early access to videos, discounts on that Mm Teespring. Some cool tunes that Paul whips up. Oh, yes, I failed to mention that Bug Hunt opens. I managed to find an opening for your Funeral March track, which just fit the somber tone of that um, that opening, which is probably why you like it that much more, hey, Paul? Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, that's probably what it is. I th- it didn't even register. His... Like I was like, "That's what? just such a cool sounding piece of score." I love that track. <laughs> who made that? Yeah, that's I was hilarious. like hilarious. Yeah, I actually totally forgot I made that. That I no. forgot that. That's what it sounded like. That's awesome. I to ask you who made that song. It's so good. I want to follow that artist. But I <laughs> I do do that, guys. Like like, twist, I'll open beautiful. up my sound. I'll open up my music software because I kind of leave it for a bit, and then I yeah. open it up and then I listen to like everything I've done and I'm like, oh. Okay, there's something there, mm. like with fresh air. Otherwise, I get to I like critical.
0: I like what he's putting out. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Just jumping back to the eels. GI Gary has also chalked up another big win for the eels. Never forget eels fighting sharks and snake eyes and Storm Shadow. Yep. Perfect. Holy shit. The, the Battle the of Corporate Island.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Eels
2: yeah. get it done. And Thank there's more of them.
0: The Bergforce. Hmm. These Berg names that you see in front of you now are patrons. You too Beautiful. can be One. on the honor roll. All of them Is it a Pervers foot reached. long? Or is it... <laughs> is it a six, the six honor inch?
1: roll, I think it's like a... I mean, what is what is an A4 page? It's a foot a bread and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. It's, yeah I think, I think a we lot. have to A0 right now if sure. if we put all the names in line then it'll be quite a bit longer than that it is it's, it's a, the it's million, at longer. least. That's anyway that's cool that's how awesome people are and thank you guys really really appreciate that and um, yeah and I think there's a new feature now on YouTube you can like I, I can't get it to work in South Africa but the merch is available through our YouTube channel now as well
2: whoa so,
1: yeah don't know how
2: it works. are blowing people's minds. Now they don't even have to leave YouTube. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, don't to do
1: video. I don't know. I don't know. And, Let's see what happens. Uh,
2: 295, yeah. guys. We're so close to 300. Can you even even? So Next time, 295, we'll be discussing, I don't know, comics and more toys. Um,
1: and 112 Distro is on his way, hey? Just saying. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what that's all about from a G.I. Joe perspective.
2: Hell yeah. Um,
1: hell yeah. This has and been a Rob, warm episode. I've quite enjoyed it.
2: I
0: think I have It's been animal-tastic. Yo. If you want to get hold of oh, a real South African he- hero at gmail.com or
1: just drop hey, in hey, the comment
0: section on the YouTube for this episode. My yeah, name's it, this-
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm Rob. And we are Superior.
2: Uh, the, uh, Autobot's uh,
1: inferior.
2: Thunderwave, destroy, deploy, eject. Oh, Wave
1: uh, is a cool name. I'm gonna make a song called Thunderwave. I don't know what the song's yeah. gonna sound like, but I'm gonna call it Thunderwave and figure it out from there. It's, it's kind of surprising
0: that's there's great. never been a Transformer called Thunderwave just yet. Right? What the well, hell? Well, like, like cool. why
1: hasn't there been one called ThunderShock? One? The mind boggles.
2: Thunderwave. Yeah, there is
1: some
2: ThunderShock.
1: No, okay, there is no sh- Thundershock, but there is you a Thunderwing.
2: Thundershock!
1: No, th- Thundershock is my, my, um, my Steel Brigade name. Yes, I recall.
0: Uh, and mine yeah. is Talon. Oh dear. Deep, Talon. Deep Problematic now that I've spoken about the Court of Owls. I guess I'm not as oh, original the court as I of thought. Owls. Remember the Court of no, Owls? No, you time. are.
1: They had to... Listen to the podcast and get that idea, and they're like, "Shit, that's what we should call this character." That I have that's
2: no a idea neat of. Idea. Scott yeah, Scott Snyder he's... was like, "Oh, I love, I love it." Steals Scott it. Snyder of the yeah. past
0: was it like fifteen yep. years ago now? Oh, man, ages
2: now? ago. New fifty-two. It's, uh, we it's a we have new world.
0: neglected to talk about Void Rivals, but yes, there's a maelstrom of Transformer and GI Joe crossovers happening. Absolutely. There's something in the well, water, boys.
2: Our next episode is about comics, so maybe we'll, we'll shove some Void Rivals in there too. Have Not you read years. it, Rob? No. I have, actually. Well, the first issue. Oh, It's, mm, it's, a, it's it. a very interesting setup. It's, it's very much like a preview into what's going to happen next. Um, and once again, things are happening over huge periods of time. I think, I mean, the robot works, wakes up and he's like, uh, according to d- 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 my decay, I've been here for 20 billion years. War, <laughs> the war is still raging. I must go
1: um wait <sighs> really are you serious is that really how it starts
2: well mm. it, it the story isn't about well go read it for yourself and decide for yourself no no I no no the reason
1: i'm specifically asking colour. is because sure. it sounds very similar to a very specific play motion venture we're doing for cobra convergence Ooh. yeah you think
2: Robert May... is inside your brain probably. In probably no i just think there's something in the water i think he has but, actually
1: he's right yeah. in there that's okay I'll pivot. It's easy, Paul. It's I've, easy. Got a, I've got an idea. But Yo. yes, I also have Yo. Joe Joe B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B. Joe Joe B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B. Joe 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 <laughs>